Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth from Dive to BS. Now, don't lie. I know you want some great deals on those events you go to, like your Jonas Brothers concerts or Met games or stuff like that. Wait, did I say Jonas Brothers concert? Anyway, so that's why BellyUp, we have partnered up with SeatGeek. Use the promo code BellyUpSports at all caps at SeatGeek.com to get $20 off your first purchase. Now that is a sweet deal. Don't forget... Promo code BELLYUPSPORTS at all caps at SeatGeek.com. It's time to BS. Yes. I have raging brain fog. So that's one part of this story. Oh, Lord. You can't. So you can tell about the new microphone. Yes. So, so the audience does not know. Ladies and They know now if they've heard it because. No, yeah. So, okay. So this is the roadie pot mic. This is a microphone that I've been looking to get for some time. And I ordered it off Amazon. So I was like, okay, no problem. It's going to get here in a couple of days. No big deal. I then get a, a notification from Amazon saying, oh, we're good. your package is delayed by a week. Fuck you. So I'm pissed off. So I go, thankfully, Target is like two minutes down the road from my apartment. So I go to Target, pick up a roadie microphone. Okay. So that's fantastic. Lovely. Now, here's the funny part. About four or five hours ago, I take a quick little nap. I wake up, check my phone for notifications. I get a notification from Amazon. Hey, your package has been delivered. (laughs) Okay, Amazon. (laughs) So now I have two roadie microphones in my disposal. And these things Jesus. sound amazing. 
The fact that you have two is actually kind of a good thing. No, it's great. I love these things. I love it. Because before I was using a new newer NW700, which is like a $30 microphone. Mm-hmm. Very, very... And thanks to the roadcaster, I can now just screw around with some software bullshit and just have some fun with it. So uh, there you go. Yeah, I, I'm just the, the casual Blue Yeti kind of guy, you know? It's yeah. just there. Nothing too fancy about it. It's just more, it's just like the most like I think I think it's like the best cheapest mic there because it's just like I, I say cheap. It's like sixty bucks to get one of these things, <laughs> yeah. but it's like no kidding. It's just it's just as good as it can possibly get when it comes to a microphone. So yeah, no I'm, kidding. Blue Yeti's never steered me wrong. No kidding. Anyway, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the two hundredth episode. Oh shit! Yeah, of time to be. Is it really the two hundredth episode? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, son of a bitch. Look at that. Look at that. So I tried to muscle through recording, but thanks to the brain fog, I couldn't do it. So I'm thankful you were able to join. And you did, yeah. and you did say you want to be on for 200. So there you go. I did. Yeah, I'm glad we made it work because I, I, I got kind of a tight schedule today. So I'm glad I was able Amazingly. to squeeze this in there. Yeah. Amazingly. Amazing. We had time. Jack with a tight schedule. Shocker of the day. But uh, ladies and gents, Welcome. We are here to, to please you with the bullshit and Yoshi sounds. Oh, that's a new sound. That's a new one, yeah. <laughs> it's my new favorite one. <laughs> it's a funny one, yeah. It's great. It's just unnecessarily great. <laughs> but uh, we'll start things off with the day. Uh, as you can probably tell, I'm just completely out of it. As I said, I have brain fog, so my brain just can't seem to think straight. Lovely. It's terrible. It's quite awful. But I've been drinking a shitload of caffeine, so this will be fun. Uh, Jack, your team is full of evil... Evil. Evil. We're, we're, um, I'm embracing the, um, the evil Dodger fan within me because, uh, over the last several weeks, uh, the LA Dodgers added some quite significant names. No shit. Some you may have heard of. Tyler Glasnow is one. Yoshinobu Yamamoto is another one. See, that's why it was perfect. That's why the sound effect was perfect. And of course, some guy that uh, some guy you may or may not have heard of. He goes, he's from Japan. Goes by the name of Shohei Otani. To be fair, hold on. To be fair, Jack called this. I have been saying it since last year. Jack called since this. the middle of last season. As soon as like it got into my brain, Shohei is a free agent after 2023. I, I will give you a he lot is, of credit. I will give you a lot of credit. You called this. This is a man who the Dodgers have been going after since he was they, like he tried to get out of Japan. They went after him twice before in the past and they never got him. He went to the Angels after he came out of Japan. And uh, can we also say Arnie Moreno needs to sell the team? Get him the hell out. Honestly, why? 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 Hold on. Keep talking, keep talking. I love how, I love how the, um, that was the Imperial March that was playing because it was quite important for the the, uh, the status or like the status of the Dodgers right now, just because it's like this team is quite literally turning into the evil empire of baseball. <laughs> amazingly, amazingly, because the the Darth 
<laughs> the Imperial March decided to play. I know. I was, that's what I was relating it to. It's the per, it's is perfect uh, timing for on, on that one. So perfect timing, unnecessary timing. But yeah, no, the Dodgers they've been going after uh, Otani for a long time, and the fact that he's here for ten years. Oh my god, that contract too seven hundred million dollars over the next ten years, be, and he deferred most of it he to next year. It, yes, he deferred most. Or not next to, year to to after the, the like ten years is over. So that the Dodgers can build a competitive team around him. And that's how they were able to get like Glasnow. That's how they were able to get Yamamoto. And now Dan and I were just teasing each other on Twitter that he was in. The Dodgers are in the race for Josh Hader, who's another guy who I thought that they should pick up. I mean, good Lord, this team is going to be insane next season. Absolutely insane. And you know what sucks, too? I say this sucks. It's not a, a terrible thing. It's just bad for me because it happens at 3 a.m. Their their home opener, they play in the South Korea series. Can we start also say season. that baseball needs a salary cap like ASAP? Kind of feels like it does. Thank you. Amazingly, the Dodgers. I have fan. never had like a solid opinion on whether or not it should have a salary cap. But But this, but this proves it. I don't know how to feel about it, honestly, because if there was a salary cap, there's no way in hell this happens. No, so. no, no, no. I'm kind of, that's why I'm like embracing the evilness of this whole thing, because Jesus. I'm excited. I'm like actually like hyped. For, I've never felt this kind of hype for baseball in a while. Are you I'm, I'm pumped. really seriously? That's my like because it's it feels like same old, same old with the Dodgers. It feels like they're the constant, like other than 2020, they're constantly the team that's like they, they win a lot in the regular season. They dominate in the regular season. They win the division. They've won like 11 times out of, or 10 times out of the last 11 years or something like that. I saw Donut just running off to the side. There. You, yeah, you see her now. She's still going. She's she's yeah, she's doing her thing. Don't worry. I have spray bottles to uh, assist with this matter. Good. Because she's an anyway. Animal. Anyway. Yeah, no. Um. Yeah, I just felt like they would they would just flame out. They they barely got to the NLDS a few times. Like maybe maybe they made a or not the DS, the CS. I get, I'm getting my playoff series names confused. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, they uh they they just they're just not a team that's known for playoff success. Like they'll make it to the they'll make it to the playoffs and then lose in the first or the second round. And they'll it's win, just like bro. They'll win 105 games and then they'll somehow lose in the first round. They won um, 111 games, I think, in 2022, and they lost to the Padres in the NLDS. So if ever I was at the ga- the goose game, by the way, if you, if you know that whole story, I was yeah. there for that. That was oh, that was funny. That was uh, an interesting time, to say the least. I thought it, we it was yeah. funny because all of us Dodger fans were like, "Rally Goose, yeah, we're trailing in the game, but the Goose is going to help us. We're going to come back." And then we lost that game. And since then, it's just been all goose from Padres fans. So. I mean, can we also um, understand that small? I feel bad for small market teams. I feel sure. so bad. I feel so bad for them. I think that is a fair discussion. Yes. So we've discussed this before, you and I, about how badly would this hurt? How badly would this hurt the small market teams if a salary cap was never implemented in baseball? If a salary cap is implemented, I think that assists the small market teams like 
Pittsburgh, like Cincinnati, Miami, Tampa, um, Houston, sort of. Seattle. I say Houston, sort of, because they're two-time World Series champions. But anyway. True. And for, anyway. And for different reasons. But, like, that that's a fair argument to make. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I agree. And what would the salary cap be if, if okay, Let's put I don't know what it would be. I have no idea where that discussion goes, but it's like I think it is fair like when you bring the small market thing into this. 200 million. 2 200 to 250. Hmm. That's what I would do. I would put it at 200 200 million. Um and it would convince owners a la John Fisher of the Athletics to spend fucking money. Now, what a what a sad situation that is for Oakland, by the way. Uh, they, uh, you can blame a lot of things. You can blame the politicians. You can blame ownership. Um, I blame ownership. I'm going to blame ownership blame all the ownership time. Ownership, absolutely, for the Athletics leaving Oakland. Absolutely. I think the politics thing is a different thing. We don't. But that's that's, that's a whole different rabbit hole. I don't want to get into it. We, like John Mulaney, we don't have time to unpack all that. Exactly. <laughs> this is not why we're here. <laughs> I'm just saying that that's like a di- that could be a different rabbit hole. So that's, that's a far different rabbit hole. Most of the time, a relocation. I'm blaming it on the owner. We are not the show to do that. By the way, no, we're not. Listen, I know we're called time to BS, but let's be real here. That that's not the kind of bullshit we like to discuss. We, we discuss uh, sports and all the bullshit that happens there on a daily basis. So. Let's take a quick break because I have a, cause I have a, a topic for you that I, th- oh boy. that I think you would love to discuss. Right. I'm in. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Greetings, peeps. It is I, Staniel Smooth, here to bring you a new sponsor to Belly Up and time to BS, DraftKings. If you're into sports betting and want to get on the action, say no more. Here at Belly Up, we're more than happy to bring you great content and great offers as well. That's why we're giving you this sweet deal of my attractive-ass voice. Go to dkng.co slash bellyup150 to get $200 off when you bet $5 or more at DraftKings. Don't forget it! It's a sweet deal. I recommend you try it. Now, with that being said, back to the show! It's time to BS. Moon. What about it? It sucked. 
Are we recording still? Are we yeah, going right now? We just, okay. we just hit, I just hit the okay. button. All right, all right, all right. Just making sure. Jack, get into character. <laughs> get into Failed. <laughs> Jail. <laughs> you tried. But did you hear about Rebel Moon? No. How badly it sucked? I didn't hear that it was bad. I just knew it was a thing because I kept seeing it. at like. So, Zack Snyder, who directed uh, the Justice League uh, mm-hmm. and various other DC movies, decided to make his own version of Star Wars. How did that turn out? Let's just... Usually, uh, usually uh, imitating the original never really goes well, so I don't want to imagine that went to... Oh, it did horrible. It did so bad. And apparently this is supposed to be a three-part movie. Or, yeah, I know it is, too. It's like... That's what they were, they were talking about it at, like, the Game Awards or whatever that... Um, it wasn't the Game Awards. I think it was either Summer Game Fest or Gamescom. Something that Jeff Keighley was doing. Yeah. He's the guy that hosts the Game Awards. He has, like, a bunch of events throughout the year, so... Yeah. Yeah. Jack, That's where I heard about that. Jack, we're tied. Seahawks and Rams are tied. How do you... No, how do we're, you we're not... You know what? You say that we're tied, but the Rams have the tiebreaker, my guy. I know the Rams... And it's a... I know how the Rams it's have the tiebreaker... A, I'm going to be doing a lot of scoreboard watching this, to be honest with you. Like, normally, normally I don't scoreboard watch. I don't give a shit about that. I just try to focus on the Rams and what they can control. The thing is, it's a lot different when the easiest way for us to clinch a playoff spot is just hinging on one other game. Because you That's play it. San Francisco at the end of the year, right? We do. Oh, Christ. That game... I think the Rams are going to win that game. I'm going to be completely honest. I think, I think that the Rams have something that they can build upon after if they see and look what at what the Ravens did. And did you see the way the Ravens Can I, I can, can I do can I can I grant please? Christian McCaffrey for MVP. Thank you. Christian McCaffrey for MVP. I, I honestly I have I don't think it's gonna be CMC, but I think it's it's CMC's more deserving over Brock Purdy, let's if, be honest. If Brock Purdy somehow, some way I think his chances are wins gone. The, wins the MVP I think his chances are gone, but Jack, it's fucked. Jack, the MVP is a quarterback award this year. It, no, it is. It's always been a quarterback award. It's, it's never not going to be a quarterback award. award. It's the 80s. Actually, if you want to go back, it's since like 92. It's been a quarterback it's, award. Uh, yeah, no, it's, 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 that's why I think it's going to be Lamar. I think Lamar kind of proved that he, he deserved it after that. Uh, that that game between the Ravens and 49ers was really, really, really telling for both teams. Like, it, the Ravens are legit. I, I knew they were legit when they played the Rams, and the Rams still almost beat them. It took both overtime and an uncalled hole, or an uncalled uh, illegal block in the back for the Ravens to beat us in that game. Um, yeah. But, that like, I, know, I knew the Ravens were kind of legit, and, like, the 49ers, I think this is the first time they kind of put, they kind of been like really, like truly rattled by anyone this year. Yeah. But you can argue, oh, the Rams played them close. They're the only team that the 49ers didn't beat by one possession, but. Cincinnati beat them pretty good, though. Yeah, Cincinnati did good. But like, I think that was. The 49ers kind of felt like they were going to win that game anyway. I think this was the one time, the first time really this season, that a team walked in the Levi's and just manhandled them and asserted their dominance. It's like... Good. 
good. Good. Exactly. It is good. good. I'm happy for the Ravens. I want. I want. That's something I want to make clear. I'm not pissed at the Ravens just because they beat the Rams in the fashion that they did. I'm pissed at the refs for that game, but or at least for the end of that game. But I'm also pissed at like. We don't have I'm, to unpack all that. <laughs> I know we don't. I'm just glad that the, the the 49ers got kind of exposed. And it's like now the Rams kind of they they were a team that came very, very, very close to beating them. And, you know, whether or not that game holds any merit, I don't know. I think that's a game where if the Rams clinch a playoff spot. If the Rams, so like what what needs to happen is the Rams need to beat the Giants on Sunday and the C- the Steelers need to beat the Seahawks. If that happens, You're- and both teams clinch, and the Niners clinch the one seed in the process, I think both teams that's going to be a terrible game, and both teams are going to end up just resting starters because the Niners have the one seed locked up, so the Rams aren't going to get a whole playoff game. Okay, so so as currently stands in the NFC, the 49ers and Eagles and the, 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 the Lions are tied for the one seed in the NFC. Tampa's four, and I think they're going to stay at number four. Dallas is at five, and the Rams or Seahawks are – and the Rams are at six, and the Seahawks are at seven. That's currently the NFC. So you're saying it stays that way unless somehow, some way. I think it would, let me let me look at the playoff picture myself really quick. Right here. Yeah, I want, I just want to look at it too, just to be sure I know like which teams are in the hunt and whatnot. Well, Phil, if Philly loses once, Detroit gets the two seed. Okay, so if we're looking at the teams that are on the outside looking in that can pass like the Bucks, Rams, and Seahawks, Minnesota I think is done. Um, well, the Vikings have been done. Yeah, they've been done, but now I think I think TJ Hawkinson being hurt kind of is like the nail in the coffin. The Falcons, the Packers, they're toast. I think they're done. Good, especially if they're going to bench Jair Alexander. Oh my god, did you see that whole fiasco? That, that was funny. That was hilarious. And you're gonna you're gonna I understand that like you need to do some team discipline there, but you're gonna bench him completely for a must win game. That's oh my god, the coach. I don't know. I don't know if I love that. I mean, Jair should not have done what he should have done or what he did. But like, what do you, you, you should just find the guy or something. I don't know. That's on the coach. Um, That's on the yeah. coach. I think it's a bad coaching decision because like, yes, he needs to learn from that situation. But at the same time, just you're, you're going to bench him for a must win game against the divisional team. That's ahead of you in the standings do you when want, you're still not mathematically out. Do you want chaos? If Tampa loses twice, if Tampa loses back-to-back weeks, and the Saints win two straight, New Orleans gets in. They win the South. My God. How much chaos would that be? You know what's chaos? Yeah. In the AFC. Oh, that's a lot. If the Raiders win out and the Chiefs lose out, the Raiders win the AFC West. Ha, <laughs> ha, <laughs> oh, please. I want it so bad. <laughs> that is chaos incarnate. If the Raiders didn't know that. <laughs> swoop in at the last second and steal the division from the Chiefs. They're just slide into them DMs. Real quick. And you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I had to. <laughs> I had to. 
I need to, I need to see the Chiefs' upcoming schedule. I think the Chargers are there and because the yeah, the char- they play the Chargers in Week 18. They play the Bengals next week. Oh, oh boy! Oh, this could be funny. The Raiders. They play. Oh god, they play the Colts and the Broncos. Oh, oh my god! I want it's, chaos. It's, it is very possible for the Raiders <laughs> to come out of nowhere. <laughs> Okay, okay. They're outside the playoff picture currently. Oh, they're they're the 11th seed. So funny. And if they if they win out and the Chiefs lose out, they take the division. That'd be hilarious. Do you want because to- they won that crazy game on Christmas against the Chiefs? Like what? By what are we doing? Anyway, by the way, can we talk about the Chiefs, please? Because. For years on this very show, I have said I do not trust Kansas City and the way they do their shit. For the last two years, I have said this. And you know what? Finally, it has bit them directly up the ass, up in the rectal area. Kind of, kind of the first year where they really like are starting are starting to like figure out how tough it is to make do without a long-term receiving core. Good, because you know what? You talk your shit, you, I expect you to back it up. You talk your shit, you better back it up. And the point, I'm, and the whole Taylor Swift situation makes this all sorts of more hilarious. That's just funny, honestly. This whole thing at is this point. funny. I do, I do think, it, it, to add to the funny, I think it's hilarious how there are some people out there that are just yelling, oh, it's Taylor Swift's fault. Yeah, she's no. just, she is... As much of a meme as that whole situation is, Taylor Swift is literally just sitting up there in the box trying to enjoy a football game. That's all it is. And then maybe a little more off the field activity with Travis Kelsey, but you get what I'm saying. That Thank sound you. is going to be used a whole Thank you. lot. <laughs> the intent was for that sound to be used there. The, so intent, thank you. the intent is for it. But yeah, I mean, Kansas City's receiving core is just Travis Kelsey, and that's it. That's it. That's literally. Yeah, I mean, Canarius Tony just hasn't been there. Can we also say, right out of the gate, that I understand that the NFL likes to give certain teams the benefit of the doubt. Hell, every sports league does that. But when you're complaining about shit not going your way, fuck you. Mm. Fuck you. That's what you get, asshole. Yeah, I mean, it's just how it goes. I'm trying to find their roster right now. Their their wide receivers. Their wide receiver core is not great. Richie James, Rasheed Rice, Justin Ross, Kadarius Tony, MVS. Justin Watson's good. Yeah. MVS can be good. I don't know. I think they need to like they need to get a bit more of a solidified receiving core. The Tyreek Hill trade has bit them in the ass. They won a Super Bowl the year after the Tyreek trade. Okay, good. So I'm not going to say it totally bit them in the ass. Okay, but here's the thing. Tyreek Hill is very well going to be second in the the league in MVP votes. He's going to get 2,000 yards receiving. And you traded him away. a really good year. He's having a really, really, really good year with, with Tua. You traded him away. You traded him away because you thought... Mahomes was better off without Tyreek Hill. You trade him away. And you know what? That could be on the GM. That could be on a lot of shit. 
but one thing that cannot be replaced is a top-tier weapon receiver outside Travis, a number two weapon outside of Kelsey. Yeah, you need to you need to it, Kelsey is the best tight end in the league in my opinion. It's close. It's close. It is close. It is very close. I'm not I'm not saying that it's like a runaway lead, but it's like he's he, I think he's the best tight end in the league. There's him, there's Kelsey, Kittle, Andrews, and you maybe you throw Hawkinson in there. Mark Andrews, yeah, he deserves a bit more respect too, honestly, especially when you see what the Ravens are doing this year. I think Mark Andrews deserves. Oh yeah, uh, make sure they had him and Hayden ups. Hurst in that in that tight end room. They had him it's and Hayden a, Hurst in that tight end room. For it's a good tight end room. That's that a really was, good tight end room. It's a really good tight end room for a little bit. It really was. But in all seriousness, though, y- you fucked up. KC fucked up. They fucked up horribly, and this is what you get. Crybaby bitch. Oh, let me put... I don't have the world's smallest violin sound, but that's on the list for 2024. It was was the uh, funniest thing to listen to them whine about the offside call against Buffalo. Okay. I think my favorite part of that whole situation... Yes, it was funny. I think my favorite part, the funniest part of that whole situation, was when Patrick Mahomes... Walks up to midfield. He's shaking Josh Allen's hand, and he's like, "That's the worst fucking call I've ever seen." What is Josh Allen gonna do about it? Yep. He's the quarterback for the other team. He doesn't have any control over the refs. What's he gonna do? It's just like, bro. At that point, you're just whining just to whine. Like, it's ridiculous. At, at some point, you just cross a line, and it's I just like texted Mike. I just texted Mike. Do you want chaos? The Raiders. The Raiders need to win out, and the Chiefs need to lose out, and Vegas wins the AFC West. What was his reaction? We must play the waiting game. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to hear his reaction. Oh, we gotta get to the Russell Wilson news, but let's take a quick break on that. guys like spicy chicken how about chicken sandwiches hey guys it's Daniel smooth here from time to bs and i want to shout out our newest friends of the show at long island zone hot chicken mama born from nashville tennessee and coming over to the island these spicy chicken sandwiches be sure to satisfy your palate with these amazing flavors and juicy taste just listen to this just listen to this menu shall you chicken and waffles with hot honey maple syrup and hot butter a bomb chicken sandwich that says titled The Sandwich. It doesn't need no fancy-ass name. And the snack wrap with a spicy hot honey ranch dressing. That sounds great. So what's holding you up? Head on down to Blue Point, New York, where Hot Chicken Mama will have your cravings taken care of. It's time to BS.
dive into anything on Russell Wilson. I'm going to cut you off there. Before we dive into anything on Russell Wilson, I was just watching a video of Puka Nakua receiving his fourth Rookie of the Year belt. The Church of Puka, the Tribe of Puka Nakua. The Tribe of Puka Nakua. This man is going to win O'Roy. If he does not win Offensive Rookie of the Year, the NFL is doing it wrong. I am sorry. I, it's not C.J. Stroud. He's missed too much time. He's played good. He's kept the Texans in games. He's won games for them that they probably shouldn't yeah. have won. Yeah. But he's missed too much time. Yeah, I don't And Puka is making ridiculous impacts. Even if the Rams aren't winning as many games directly because of him, it, it, they're still winning games, too. Like, I think they have a – do they have a better record than the Texans? They're 8-7. Yes. and seven. Yes. yes, they Texans do. are – I think they're 6-8 and eight or something like that. Yeah, no, it's Puka. He's he's made too big of an impact as a rookie. Just come out of nowhere and be a perfect complement to Cooper Cup. And even without Cooper Cup, he was carrying the load, and team just couldn't find an answer. Like, do you think Russell Wilson gets released? Yeah, I do. You think so? I think he's done. You think he's like done, done? Like retired? I think he's done, done. Not retired. No, 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 no. no. But I think he's done in Denver. I think it's finished there. So I wanted to get Mike on this, but unfortunately he is out of commission for this week because of work obligations. But Mike is a Bronco, but Mike is the diehard Bronco fan out of all of us here. And I have some sympathy. I have a little sympathy because he was my quarterback for 10 years. But the same That's completely point, fair. It's completely fair, but at the same point, I mean you thought you were bigger than the franchise. That never goes well for anyone. No, never. I feel like that. I don't. I don't know if this is one hundred percent certain. I could be completely wrong and like out of the like out of the ballpark on this one. I am in in a bad way. I don't know how that expression goes, but like I think that's kind of what happened with the Rams and uh, Deshaun Jackson. Because, he, you know, he never he never really went out there and said that, like, he he was bigger than the team or anything like that. Like, he never did anything huge, but it felt like he just like when it, when they said that there was like a mutual. Maybe Cam Akers, I think, is a better example of that. I don't I don't know if it was as much DJX because I just remember that from the Super Bowl year. But like they kept talking about how Cam Akers never before he got traded never really meshed well into, like, the changing team culture, totally. especially with all, like, the little kids coming in. Not little kids. Is They're, like, the, two the rookies coming in. The two DBs, the two corners, Tlaib and Peters, that's another example, too. When the, when the Jalen Ramsey trade happened to bring him to LA. I don't know if that's a good example, but... I don't know if that's a huge example, because Tlaib was on IR. I, I think his playing career was pretty much over by that point. Peters probably... Better. Peters, I think, maybe. I think he was just pissed about it because he was happy. And then, like, they we traded him away in, like, a what felt like a desperation move at the time. I don't think it was, but at the time, I guess it kind of felt like that because the Rams were, like, falling out of the playoff race. But, yeah, no. I, I The point – I went off on a tangent there, but the point I'm making is that, yeah, like, when if, you're, if you find yourself in a situation where there's a player who thinks he's bigger than the franchise – that's going to bite you in the ass. Well, I don't know where it all started with the whole let Russ cook thing. But that to me was like the beginning of the end of Russ. What made him so great was the off script plays. The fact you could make something out of nothing. 
the first seven years of Russell Wilson's career in Seattle, he was the best quarterback and he was a top five QB in the foot in football. See, Sean Payton hates that kind of thing. Yeah, he hates the kind of like off schedule stuff, like the the escapability and all that all that fun stuff that Russ can do. I can't blame him for that. Yeah, I don't blame him for that. But like that's like when you said, um, I forget what specifically what you said. It was something you just said, but it was like the off script plays. No, but right before that, it was something about like maybe it was the off script. I don't know, but that, that's whatever it is. It just whatever was going on there. It's not going to fly under Sean Payton. No. It flew. It 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 went well with Pete, and I mean the he did a really good job of complimenting it and making it work. He but did because they had a halt. They had the third best defense in the history of football for five years, and it it, it sucks because there is there is a lot of discussion whether or not you know if Russ does get released and if he is a free agent would you welcome him back to Seattle and I said absolutely not absolutely not if somehow that's a tough call to me if I'm a Seahawks fan I would not do it because you burnt let me hear you out you burnt too many bridges on your way out you thought you were bigger than a franchise you said hey the whole I want an office thing in the, in the Seahawks practice facility, I believe that 100%. Uh, the wanting Pete and John, Sh- John Schneider fired thing, I believe that 100%. Because you wanted, to, you wanted to be bigger than the franchise. You want to be bigger than the head coach who made you relevant in the first place. You want to be bigger than the GM who got you the players that you wanted, who got you Jimmy Graham, who got you Greg Olson, who got you, like... On defense, but Jadavian Clowney, Jamal Adams. I mean, it goes on and okay. on and on and on. But I've said this on different occasions. If Russell Wilson really wanted to win in Seattle, he would have taken multiple pay cuts to help build the team. Yeah, he that's just kind of how it goes. He would have taken multiple pay cuts, and he did not want to do that. Therefore, that's the biggest reason why he got traded in the first place. That is the biggest reason why. If you, It's like... Look at what Tom Brady did in Tampa Bay. There you go. That was where I was going with this. With the Patriots, too. More importantly, with the Patriots. Exactly. But, like, I think I think it's special in Tampa Bay because he went there and won a title year one. It's like he took a huge pay cut. He didn't sign, like, a major money deal. No. He took He kept taking less money just because he knew, like, I want to win with this team, so... Yeah, and it won him six championships with the Patriots, got him to nine Super Bowls in New England, won him in our Super Bowl in Tampa, and it, it's it sucks because, you know, you there's a very good argument that he's the best player in the history of the franchise, Russell is, but... In the history of the Seahawks, yes, there, there's. Okay. A, there's I was, was going to say, I was going to say, he doesn't beat Peyton Manning in Denver. No, it, well, he so. he doesn't beat he doesn't beat Elway. Certainly not Elway. No, definitely not Elway. Definitely no, not no. Elway. But like, <laughs> it's him, Walter Jones, Steve Largent, and you can maybe throw Kenny Easley or one of the DBs in there. Be either Cam Ch- or, or Cortez Kennedy would probably be the best example. But like, but still. It's hard. It's hard to say 
but I think Mike Salk on ESPN Seattle said it best. If he takes a what he's going to he's going to take multiple one year deals or three year deals somewhere else. And he threw Washington in there. He threw the he threw the Commanders in there. Yeah, he th- he's from that area, but it's it sucks. But at the same point, you did it to yourself. You thought you were bigger than the franchise, and this is what you get. You get thrown under the bus, and you are left to rot. That is what you get. Right? Pretty straightforward opinion right there. But yeah, no, it's... I mean, a, it's it sucks. I mean, it sucks. It sucks to see the fall. It does. It, the Russell, fall when, great, when yeah. he's hot... It, it is absolutely a fall from great grace. Like he, when he's hot, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, yeah. It's just like to. I, I think for Denver in particular, it sucks because it's like that team has just been through hell, and it's like they traded so much to go get him. Exactly, and like the con the contract they signed him to, Two. and now they have to like recover from that. Two first, two seconds, a fifth round pick, and three players. God, it's just not great at all. That's like, listen. And if he's going to get cut. Oh, good Lord. It's a $150 million buyout. That's essentially what you're doing. The dead cap, too. The dead cap is atrocious. Be any friendly to them at all. And you know, and George Payton, the GM, fired. Lose your job. I think he should be. I think think that's. that that was a franchise altering move that he made to try and get Russell Wilson to try to like bring a Super Bowl back to Denver. Oh, and the hype was there. Oh, the hype was absolutely there. The hype was there. I literally in his first year there, I said the Broncos were going to win the division. Well, look how that turned out. That did not turn out very well at all. <laughs> look how that turned out there, Jack. <laughs> and you can blame you can put a lot of blame on. Nathaniel Hackett the first year. Uh, you can put a lot of blame on just the team building, trading away pieces that shouldn't have been traded, releasing players that shouldn't have been released, the moves. But I think with Hackett, it's a little different because I think he just kind of lost the locker room. Yeah, I can't blame you with that part, but it's the whole thing It reminds me so much of just indescribable amounts of failure and holy shit was I wrong about Pete yeah I mean I, don't get me wrong I still think Pete Carroll's kind of stupid but no, he, no there's there's some arguments that can still be made here and I, I've complained about it this season especially during the four game losing streak but still you can't you can't deny Pete was trying to you know Shell or hide away Russell's weaknesses. Yeah, he's I can five, agree with that. He's a five foot ten quarterback with a cannon of an arm. That's what he is. That's what he is. Pretty much, he's five foot ten with a cannon of an arm. That's what he is. And it sucks to say, but I, let's face it, Russ, you did to your fucking self. That's what you get. That is what you get. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Because uh, we got a couple more topics left to do before we close up shop for the day. Because I know Jack is short on time. But uh, we'll have some fun. All right. Bear back, ladies and gentlemen.
You can't look this good talking some BS without a great haircut. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth here from Time to BS. And I want to talk to you guys about our newest friends of the show, Hardway Barbershop. Located in the hidden gem of Long Island in Blue Point, New York. Hardway Barbershop will be sure to give you a nice clean cut and beard trim for all your stylish needs. And for some sweet prices too. So what are you waiting for? Book your next haircut appointment at Hardway Barbershop today. It's time to BS. had to bounce but that's okay so uh i guess i'll take you down a fun little time uh to close out the show i just want to take some time take a couple minutes and appreciate the memories and just everything that has gone on throughout 200 episodes um it's heartwarming it's heartwarming it really is um so from everyone that I've worked with over the course of the last four and a half years. Um, Kyle, Mike, Jack, Zach, you know, every, you know, a lot of people will Dave, just everyone that has come and gone. John, Jesus, so much crap from John. <laughs> um, but overall, I'm just, I'm thankful overall to be doing this still throughout the last four and a half years. And it's nice knowing that throughout the last four and a half years, I've met some great people, met some great podcasts, collabed with some great podcasts. Um, you know, the BS sessions, oh my God, just everything with it. So I guess with what I'm saying is thank you from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate all of you who have tuned in for the last 200 plus episodes just to fuck around and have some fun. You know, just fucking around and have a good time. And I appreciate all of you just helping me to continue this journey of just bullshit and stupidity. And let's keep having fun. Um, So... I don't have any alcohol on me, but that's okay. Uh, so I pour a drink, light a cigar up for you guys. And here's to several hundred more for however long I keep doing this. Hopefully for a very long time. So with that being said, my name is Daniel Smooth. I appreciate you all for keep for letting me do this for 200 episodes. And here's to many more. I'm coming to you from the beaches of Long Island, New York. I will see you all in this life. We'll start with the next one. Have a good one, guys.